You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Awesome might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks, Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Wrestling History. I'm Adam. I'm designated to be the host of this fun wrestling adventure that we have planned for you of course uh we got uh, plenty of entertainment and a good supply of drunk wrestling historians this is eddie step off i'm doing the hump and this is scott educating the masses one drink at a time i saw that was a big swig that you just took there what do you guys have tonight i am drinking i brewed uh i brewed a beer myself i've been brewing beers for i don't know 10 months or so it was, supposed, it was supposed to be an Irish stout. I brewed it for myself for uh, St. Patrick's Day, but it really came out as more of a brown ale. It tastes more like a Newcastle than it does a Guinness. Um, I haven't named it yet, but um, that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking my own homebrew. You didn't call it Brown Eyed Girl? No, because I have a cocktail called that. That's my um, espresso martini. Ah, gotcha. All right. And, well, and, I am and drink- my, my beers all have wrestling names. Bad oh, News yes, Brown. Of course. There you go. Bad <laughs> News Brown. That, bingo. That yeah, just it was, happened. Because it was bad news when it did not come out as a stout. <laughs> there you go, dude. All right. Perfect. And I am doing my traditional blackened in water. Big fan of the Metallica whiskey blackened. A little bit of water. So, cheers, fellas. I got some Barks root beer. From Burger King? Yeah. I didn't know they had that at Burger King. Okay. I don't go to Burger King. I, I rarely go, but, I mean, that's just what they had. Figured, yeah, right. the beer from there, it's worth the shot for the episode uh uh, before we get into said episode eddie you have uh some information that you would like to share with us really quickly i always like to just you know uh do a quick shout out to people from other countries who've started listening to the show so um germany mexico spain belgium the seychelles belgium ireland and nova scotia canada we've gotten downloads from all of those places recently Seychelles, I was like, nobody even lives there. I assume it's that dude from India. He was probably on vacation. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Nova Scotia, that was a good one because I know not a lot of people live there. And that's one of the places in Canada I really, really want to go Windsor in the house. I, I, um, I met some guys from Nova Scotia about a year and a half. Well, SummerSlam Toronto after an Iron Maiden show. It was these two guys from Halifax. And I got fucking shit-faced with those guys. They were a party. So uh, anyway, thank you to everybody in all those countries for checking out the show. Hopefully, it's those guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is their. This is definitely their kind of show. <laughs> all right, awesome. Well, uh, wherever you are and uh, whenever you're listening, to this, thank you so much for being a uh, part of this adventure that we have been doing for well over a year and a half now. And uh, the tradition continues tonight or today, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. The- <laughs> Hopefully Friday morning around 6 a.m. Yeah, there we go. 
This week's episode takes us to the year of our Lord, 1994, heading over to San Antonio, Texas, at the Freeman Coliseum. This is Survivor Series. Uh, Vince McMahon and Gorilla Monsoon are uh, are announcing, and this is a show that's packed with the traditional Survivor Series matches and, yeah, guest appearances and plenty of entertainment. So it should be fun. So it's in San Antonio, and uh, yeah, you mentioned Gorilla and Vince, and they're dressed in like cowboy yep. clothes. I felt so bad for Gorilla. He must have been so embarrassed. He's in that stupid shirt with the like the shirt looks like a sunset, and he has like a bolo tie. At least Vince didn't, <laughs> he Vince probably tried to get him to wear a fucking cowboy hat, and Gorilla put his foot down. <laughs> He's he like, just looks please so, get me fucking Bobby out here. Chaps, looks, yeah, whatnot. <laughs> he looks so awkward, and Vince did too. But Vince is just kind of. I don't know. Vince Vince embarrasses himself embarrasses himself all the time. Gorilla doesn't, so it was just kind of like, oh, this poor old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gorilla liked to take himself seriously. And yeah, Vince is not, like, "Nah, fuck that. Get in the fucking cowboy get up." Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with bolo ties and ugly ass shirts, but it just was not Gorilla, you know. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right. Well, uh actually even before that, even before the show started, uh we see the prep talk or the pep talks uh between all of the Survivor Series teams. So wasn't that cool? I really love the way they did this because it was sort of like a fly on the wall thing, the way that they do all the backs you know, they do all the backstage shit where a camera's up in a guy's face and the guy's like plotting how he's gonna screw the dude out of his match later or something, and you're like Damn, it's a good thing his opponent isn't watching Raw. Yeah. You know, they ne- they never make any sense, but these were at least like you couldn't really hear them very well. They weren't standing in a, they weren't all standing facing the camera. They were standing around in a circle like you naturally right. would. It, yeah, it's like a pep talk. It, and it felt like a camera did just walk in on him. It was so much better. Pro- Those kind of things are way overproduced now. You know what I mean? To where they look like a scene from a movie. This didn't feel that way. This felt like a guy with the camera actually walked in and maybe the teams hadn't quite noticed him yet reality tv and uh first person camera first person camera shots in uh tv shows is now mainstream but i would see that at the time this is like this is exclusive stuff that you're looking into so i would get why it would be a good draw pre-show what are you eating adam fries <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm sure the people listening were wondering too because they definitely can oh, hear my it. bad my bad my bad <laughs> all right let's get let's get in the first match i'm fucking with him i got a pee bag on the desk next to me <laughs> <laughs> all right to start off the night we have a traditional survivor series match between the teamsters comprised of uh tag at the time, uh, tag champions Diesel and Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, Anvil, and Jeff Jarrett. They're taking on the bad guys, comprised of Razor Ramon, One Two Three Kid, British Bulldog, and the Head Shrinkers. Can I just say it's possible that HBK's team might be on paper one of the best Survivor Series teams of all time? That's a loaded team. Um. Okay, so you can throw in DX, the Hardys, and CM Punk from, what was that, 2009, maybe? Well, that'd be the one. That'd be the best one. Because they pitched a shot. Right. Yes. This may be, I mean, aside from the screwball ending with this spoiler, this may be number two. Yeah, it was a strong team. I mean, you only have two guys who were ever world champion in WWE. 
True, but, but Jarrett was a champion in WCW and right, numerous and he, other promotions. And he was European champion. I think he might have been IC champion. Owen um, should was, have been champion. Owen should have been champion. Anvil was tag champion. Yes. So, yeah. And I mean, they're all, those are all Hall of Famers. Actually, every one of them is in the Hall of Fame except Owen. And, you know, that's a whole fucking. That's thing. a. Deb- yeah, but we know that he should be. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually. Adam's eating a burger now, too. Oh, he's going in, dude. He's yeah, going dude. full on. Like, yeah. fuck those breaks in between episodes. We're going to eat during the show. Right, dude. You should Why? See how, because we can. You should have seen how many Pringles I ate between episodes. This, this guy doesn't fuck around. <laughs> you know, we got complaints that we had the wives on the show. Wait till Adam starts eating more. <laughs> um, I did not remember. Oh, first of all, the Teamsters was a pretty cool name. Considering yes. Diesel was on the team. Diesel's music has to be the worst music in the history of wrestling. Probably. Yeah, um, it's not great. I also completely It's a sound effect forgot with beats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I totally forgot the Barbarian was a head shrinker. I did too. I actually have that in my notes. He replaced Samu. And until I saw him, I'm like, wait a second. He's not head shrinkers. And I was like, oh, fuck. He did replace Samu. I totally forgot about that. So do you know why Samu left? Because I looked this up because I was curious. No, I have no idea I, why. I mean, storyline why he left. Because, okay, so there was the whole thing where um, Fatu kept messing with his boots the whole match. Okay, so that's in my notes, too. Okay, now, early on, I was like, is he legit having a problem with his boots? Because I've never seen someone do that. And I didn't remember it because it was so many years ago. Oh, also, I totally forgot. I meant to say this up front. DJ suggested we do this episode like a year ago. So just, uh, if you guys like this episode, uh, thank DJ for it. Um, But he was fucking with his boot. And so I looked it up, and what it was was... When they got with Albano, Albano wanted to kind of like civilize them because they were like the wild, untamed savages from the you know Pacific, and he okay. wanted to start wearing boots. And <laughs> I guess the storyline explanation for Samu being gone was he had issues with that. Also, he it's quote ate some bad fish and got a disease <laughs> that permanently eliminated him from the team. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea what kind of disease you get from eating bad fish that, like, retires you. But whatever it was, whatever it is, you, he got that. Must Wow. That must have been some horrible Must diarrhea. have been fugu yeah. by an unlicensed chef. Yeah. To all our culinary yeah, yeah. nerds out there, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he, he should have done the finger test before eating that fish. <laughs> was that where you put a finger in your butthole or something? <laughs> like, in so many fingers is... What is that? You really asking me to explain this? I, I I don't know the finger test for fish. Okay, we'll do it later. I'll go over it later. I'm not okay. going to get into this right now. As long as it's not like baby elephant, I'm not playing that game with you again. <laughs> um, so HBK has the longest mullet I've ever seen, and it was braided, which was fantastic. I've never seen that. I haven't seen him do that either. I was hella laughing. Every time they panned around to him, I'm like, his fucking hair is ridiculous in this match. Yeah. So they get going in the match. Um, Barbarian hits double J with a press slam and doesn't go for the pin. And then he gets a uh, eye rake, which I was like, what a fucking idiot. Then like a minute later, Bulldog does a press slam on Owen and doesn't go for the pin. Then he gets kicked in the head. And I'm like, I don't think Bulldog's watching this match. <laughs> like the strategy. I couldn't get over the footwear though. God damn it, the footwear. What, stop it. Wait, That's you mean... so fucking dumb with Fatu. Fatu, yeah, because he sat down during the match. And, or he didn't... No, he sat down... Well, he sat down on outside the ring during the match. Yes. And messed with it. And that was And I, I thought that was a legit issue with the boots. Like, I had completely forgotten that footwear was a part of their gimmick at some point. Right. I was... I th- Yeah, or it was like a Nancy Kerrigan reference. Like, oh, damn. Broken. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't know what was going on, but then he got in the ring and he's kind of started messing with it too. And I was like, dude, how, how do you not have your boots sorted out? And oh, it infuriated looked- me, dude, because the head shrinkers were pretty fucking badass. Yeah. I don't remember how good they were with Barbarian, but, um, uh, well, I don't either, but then with Sam, they were tag team champions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he fucked with the boot after he took the, um, he gave a flying headbutt. He took Bulldog. I think Bulldog hit a standing soup. No, he, sorry. They were on the same team. Bulldog hit a standing suplex on someone. Cause I thought he should have gone for a pin too, but nobody wants to go for a pin on this team. He right. tagged Fatu. Fatu hit a flying headbutt, which yes. of course he's going to pin him. Then the Samoan with the headbutt. And instead of pinning him, he messed with his boot. Right. Exactly. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. Stop it. Like that yeah, takes one- me out of the match. Right, and at one point, Gorilla said he shouldn't be wearing boots, and I was like, is that like a Samoan reference? You know what I mean? I thought Gorilla just wanted to see his feet. Like, you know, Gorilla gets <laughs> freaky sometimes. <laughs> well, <laughs> he might be. That's true. <laughs> I mean, everyone has their kinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's Gorilla's. I don't like cowboy clothes, and I love men's feet. <laughs> yeah, Polynesian men. <laughs> he loved the wild Samoans. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but it was a lot of good back and forth. Double J was great because he was fucking with Razor because he kept reversing moves and then he would taunt him like he's in a video game. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. J- Double J to me was the star of this of this match. Um, so eventually Diesel gets in. He hits a quick jaff- jackknife and pins spot two. Then he uh, he hit one, two, three kid with the two-hander choke slam and pins him. Like he came in and just went crazy. It was sort of like that one year he was in the Rumble and tossed like 11 people or whatever it was. Right. Because then he pinned, he hit Barbarian with a uh, uh, Jackknife 2 and, and pinned him. Yeah, it was like three guys, boom, 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 consecutively gone. And you're like, oh, fuck, all right, Diesel's a big deal now. Right, right. You kind of are like, okay, what's go- where, where's this going with Diesel? Yeah, you could immediately see the rocket being strapped to his back. You're like, totally, okay, yeah. they're I doing think- something with Diesel. Yeah, if anyone had ever been this dominant in the Survivor Series match before, it would have been Undertaker, I guess, in, in his first year. Uh, Yeah, I think, I think so. I think he pinned a few fools. Yeah, but dude, holy shit. Like, Diesel was taking fools out. And, like, the year before, Macho Man had just unceremoniously pinned him and gotten rid of him. This year, holy shit, Diesel was right. taking fools out. Yeah. Um, so then he gets, he he gives Bulldog a uh, boot. Bulldog goes out of the ring. He gets counted out. So now we're at five. It's five on one. It's yeah, the everybody whole gets Razor. Yeah, Razor's the only one left. And then, um, then I realize. Well, now it slows down and it turns into your typical diesel match, and now I'm bored. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And I, real, I, and I realized we talked about this on a different episode, which I actually don't know if I'll upload before this or not, so the reference might not make sense, but he punches like China. Hmm. Did you notice that? No. No. He does a thing where he kind of punches you with, like, the back of his wrist. Like, his punches are close. He keeps them close to his body. Almost like a form, but it's not a form because it's, like, the back of his hand or the back of his wrist. His, he has really bad punches. Hmm. He punches like El Gigante sells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think in general, I've, I've never been super impressed with Kevin Nash's work in the ring. But I really did not like the way he threw punches. Hmm. Okay, I um, didn't even notice it. Leave yeah, it to you. Yeah, well, next time you watch one of his matches. Yeah, it's oh, one of the this, yeah. Yeah. So he ends up hitting a jackknife on Razor. HBK wants to be tagged in. HBK has been kind of directing him the whole match, telling him what to do. Up and kind of getting the on whole his upstaging. Even during the entrance, he ran in front just because he could be a horde to the camera. 
right ran in front of him. Good point. Diesel came out in the front. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then we get the the spot where Diesel holds Razor. Sean goes for the super kick. Diesel, uh, Razor, of course, moves. He super kicks Diesel. And then they flip out and start fighting. And the whole team explodes at that yep. point. Right. And that's where the screwball ending comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Diesel and Sean head to the back. Like, Diesel's yelling at Sean. Sean's hightailing it the fuck out of there. But the other three members, instead of being like, all right, let them go, and focusing on Razor and just winning the match. Yeah. Now they're all of a sudden concerned amongst themselves that the two guys they didn't really get along with the entire match anyway yeah. have left <laughs> fighting. Right. They're trying to get them to stop fighting, and they, in the process, they all get themselves counted out, the entire team. How in the fuck do guys that aren't even in the match legally get counted out? Please explain that to me. But, well, because here's the thing. So Sean would have been legal in the ring. He gets counted out. Immediately, the referee could just assign uh, one of them to be legal in the ring, and he counts him out, and so on and so forth. Which makes sense, but that would be the longest 10 count. Or, no, well, be a 50 it, it, was, it, was it was drawn out. It was a one single long 10 count, but under that logic, it would have to be... Oh, okay. In actual time, well, it was... Five, ten counts. Yeah. In actual time, that would have taken place. So, yeah, five, ten counts. There you go. And nobody yeah. on the other team was pinned, but Razor nope. ends up being the exactly. sole survivor. Right, and I, I thought it was kind of shitty because it, Razor didn't look good. He didn't come out of that looking good at all. No, this was the San Antonio screw job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kind of just won by getting lucky. Even his... It did him no favors. And what they could have done is they could have had Sean and Razor, Sean and Diesel eliminate themselves like they get counted out and then have Razor pin the other three guys. Uh, that would have made way more sense, dude. And it makes more sense that he would he would overcome a three-on-one as opposed to a five-on-one. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. he was a big deal. Razor was always one of the upper level guys because this would have been after 10. So it would have been after the ladder match. When he had beat Diesel at SummerSlam that year. So he was already coming That's off right. of a big win. But this made him actually look kind of shitty. Even his it reactions, he was like... like uh, like str- struggling to stand and it kind of looked like he had a look on his face of what is going on. But yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know that the match went long, but they could have just given it three more minutes and he beat everybody, beat the other three guys hella fast. And right. he could shaved do that. two minutes off the first half of the match. You know, it was really, I really hated the finish. It was stu- I don't know who booked this shit. Yeah. It was awful, dude. Way yeah. awful. Yeah. But Razor's team won. Yeah. All right. Right, at, literally right after that. Swallow that fry, Adam. Safety first. We don't want anybody choking. Thank you. Done. So, <laughs> so we're trying to multitask the things that we do for all of you. Uh, Shawn Michaels <laughs> has his bags. He is hightailing it. It's still in his ring gear, still shirtless. And he just he gets the hell out of the building to his rental car. It. I love that he was talking shit the yeah. entire time, but like hightailing it out of the and building. He's te- and he's yeah. telling the guy to come with him. Come with him. <laughs> yeah, come with me. Yeah. And then Diesel stopped to take a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the superstar hotline. <laughs> yes. And I'm so gonna kick, Sean threw down his tag. Instead of kicking this guy's ass, I'm going to vent to all of you. <laughs> Fuck that braided motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird that they cut to that. I was like, why would you show that? He should be bounding on doors looking for him or in a car chasing him. Something like that. No, he's, he's on the phone. He's talking on the phone. <laughs> he's like, Sean's a bitch, dude. <laughs> yeah, I hate this motherfucker, man. He's fucking pissing me off again. <laughs> Telling me what to do. 
Also, <laughs> he throws down his tag belt and he is gone. Uh, yep, yeah, exactly. He's over it. Yep. He's done. And that's it. Shawn that's Michaels it. That's later, all, literally that's left it. the building. Cup. Uh, they cut back to Vince and Gorilla, and uh, Vince has uh, teddy bears uh, on his monitor. Cut. Moving that merch, baby. I mean, they also had uh, T-shirts and uh, stuff on the on the tables as well. So, I mean, I don't know what kind of demographic you're looking at trying to market T-shirts that can't be shown if the camera person doesn't pan towards them. But <laughs> I don't know. The internet was really, like, really young in uh, 94. You couldn't yes, even get was. free porn. There we go. Right. You, you had to go on news or, or you get it on news groups. That would make sense. All right. You go download askcave.jk. <laughs> our next... I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I think we'd rather talk about uh, our next Survivor Series match. This is the Royal Family with Jerry the King Lawler, <laughs> along with... Oh, my God. The- Whose dog is barking? Dude, that's my fucking new neighbor's dog. I'm oh, sorry. fucking new neighbor. Oh my god, dude, you talked about them. You said they were loud. That's ridiculous. Y- yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry that came across. <laughs> what a professional <laughs> podcast. You're a fucking dog barking in the background. Oh, what happens you get something. new asshole neighbors, man? We got to do something about that. Yeah, hey, you got a poison steak? I'm going to throw it over. <laughs> make make, right, make it a make it a $2 steak. Don't uh use the good stuff. Oh yeah, no they get right, cheap good. meat. All right, again, uh, this is the Royal Family with Jerry the King Lawler with Cheesy, Wheezy, and Sleazy. One of them look like miniature Jack Black. Taking on Clowns Are Us with Doink the Clown, Blink, Pink, and Dink. And uh, Okay, so it's, it's my understanding that Twink was supposed to be on the team. <laughs> But he was a bottom, I'm sorry, not a, he was at the bottom <laughs> of Doink's list because he just sucks. <laughs> no, the Twink was on the show. They put him in the match before he kicked Diesel. <laughs> um, I love the beginning where Lawler comes up. <laughs> I love. <laughs> oh, God, you got the giggles from that one, huh? Oh, good stuff, dude. Um, I love that Lawler came out and did a promo. And he he said, like, don't you dare chant Burger King at me. Like, Lawler was so good. <laughs> yeah. He gets so <laughs> And it was just like, he's just like, they fall for it. You know what I mean? Really quick, have you guys connected the dots yet? Oh, is that why you're eating Burger King? Hell yeah. King? Oh, okay. I thought, oh, you, were some kind of, I thought you were some kind of masochist or something. <laughs> I, I found my opportunity. Had to cash in on it. <laughs> like, wow, Adam, Adam really likes Burger King. But no, he's doing it for the good of the show. He's doing it for the listeners. I'm not, enjo- I'm so not enjoying I- this. This is for production. This is for show. This is for you. Um. So one of King's little dudes, did you notice he had a hairy back like that dude from Los Bariquas? Yes. Yeah, right? Like, um, also, Cheesy looked like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see and that. And Queasy looked like Jaws from the James Bond movies. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he really did. So basically, it was a comedy match. You know, oh, it was God, like, yeah. It was like every other match with midgets. Um, this is the equivalent of like a women's battle royal that Santina comes in to win. Garbage. It's done for laughs. 
but it was fu- you know what i thought it was fu- for a comedy match i thought it was funny and i think it was just because jerry lawler is so good you know he really is dude but you know what you could put the first 10 minutes of this match on silent like just mute your television turn right. on benny hill music oh it's a- and you've got the perfect to- ambiance you're like three stooges totally agree exactly that's a big uh big thing about this match it was like i mean i I watched this as just a comedy bit, not wrestling. It was really good for that mm-hmm. up until uh, the pinfalls started happening. Like just... Yeah, it was entertaining. It's it's what you would expect from a standard mid, uh, midget match. Yeah, and kind of the story of it is that Lawler's team are fucking idiots. Right. Basically, because they do the thing where Doink puts him in the arm stretcher and Doink's team runs across Lawler. On Lawler. And yeah. taunts Lawler's team and then runs back across him and then his own team runs across him and he gets pissed. Then he puts Doink in the arm stretcher and goes for the same thing, but only his team runs across him because they're idiots. So yes. he's mad at him. Then they're going to play chicken. <laughs> yeah. <where Doink laughs> I'm glad puts, you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, Doink puts one guy on his shoulders, but Lawler wants to get on his dude's shoulders, so he climbs yeah. up the ropes and gets on top <laughs> Collapses. of him. Collapses. immediately dropped on his face. <laughs> He gets mad. He's mad at the midget that he can't hold him up. What did he think was going to happen? (laughs) Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, But then it actually becomes a regular match when Lawler does the uh, the loaded punch spot that he, you know, that he always does, which was cool. I love that he did that. You know, like that's classic Lawler shit right there. And then he starts assisting his midgets and pinning the other midgets and pinning because he knocks Doink out right away. Like Doink is the first elimination. Right, right. But then Lawler can't get back in the ring after that. Right, right. So then he starts helping his team eliminate the other clowns, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah, which you is, get an ass bite. Which it, then got boring. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you get Lawler gets his ass bit, which the whole time I was waiting for an ass bite. You know, like, it happens in every one. Yeah. Especially having watched a lot of '80s midget wrestling, like that always yes. happened. Yeah. Did um, that happen to Bundy at three? Like they bite his ass and he runs around the ring with a midget stuck to his ass. Like I think so. Yeah, the midget that happens all the time. to you like a piranha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like he's got lockjaw. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, but as the so Lawler's team keeps pinning them, and as the, as he pins them, they go under the ring. And I'm watching, I'm like, what's with midgets going under rings? They're following their choreography. Like Hornswoggle. Not to, not well, uh, reacting on instinct like Doink. Actually, you've been eliminated. Head to the locker room. Obviously, there's a plan that they're just following their marks. Go under the ring once you're eliminated because they anticipated it. Apparently. Yes, they're very Adam, smart. Adam pulling back the curtain. <laughs> I, my bad. <laughs> so Lawler's team, so Lawler ends up winning. His team wins, and then he like wants to abandon his team. He hates them. I think he actually said, "I hate midgets" or something. <laughs> he called them little idiots. Little idiots. Something. Yeah. Like he. And then like, he said, "I hate short people." I hate short people. That's he's what he mad said. At, yeah, he was just being a dick to him. He's saying that he's the then one he that up, won. They shouldn't be celebrating, and in fact, they should be right, guys right. on his feet. Yeah, then he ends up getting mobbed on by all six of them. Yes. and uh, But they don't really do much. They kind of just grab his ass, and he runs back into the ring. Right. And then um, Vince is loving it. Like, this is the most fun Vince has ever had. Like, <laughs> Oh, dude, Vince probably scripted this whole thing. Oh, yeah, he's going crazy. He And he's calling it like he just watched Andre get slammed. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, like, like this, this is this is Steamboat and Savage all over again. Like, this it, is his shit. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Vince has never had more fun. Right. <laughs> and then Lawler tries to escape up the ramp. Here comes Doink, pie in the face. And at this point, I'm laughing. I'm <laughs> I was I watched this on Tuesday. I worked all night Monday, so I was off on Tuesday. And I'm on the couch watching this. Chris is in the office working, 
and she comes out. She's like, why do I keep hearing you laughing? Because I'm in there. La- I have my headphones on, but I'm laughing out loud at this match. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I pause it when I hear her voice. And I pause it on Lawler with the pie in his face. And she's like, why are you laughing so loud? And I point at the TV. She was like, oh, God. Because <laughs> she knows that a pie in the face is the funniest thing Total in the world. Total 90s, but it really still is. it holds up well. That was a, like, yeah. for a bad middle, it was a great ending. <laughs> yeah, I love, I always love a pie in the face. Do you think like, that's the first time Lawler's ever been cream pied? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure know. on that. I mean, I don't know what kind of things he gets into. I'm he doesn't sure. drink. He doesn't drink, so he might be a little, you know. Explores Usually he's the, the other one delivering the cream pies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I was watching it. And I was thinking about how funny it is, like how much I love it. And I was like, I could watch a compilation of people getting pies in the face on YouTube. Then I started thinking, well, I do watch compilation videos of what happens to people's faces on a different website. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> nope. Bukaki. <laughs> and- so after that, we go to Pettengill on the back, and what a fucking geek that guy was. Oh my gosh, dude. Sometimes and my dad I loved Todd Pettengill. I was going to say that your dad loved him, which is he the funniest thing. He fucking loved Todd Pettengill. One person in the world loves Todd Pettengill, it's your dad. My dad's his biggest fan, dude. Yeah, he was such a dork. Like, my dad would go to WrestleCon just to get Todd Pettengill's autograph. <laughs> and you like, tell him some bad joke, and Todd Pettengill would hell think it's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, then there's a quick highlight of Bull Nakano winning the uh, women's title from Alondra Blaze at a show in Japan. And Bull, fuck, man, you forget how good Bull Nakano was. She did a crazy uh, top top uh, rope leg drop on her for the win. Dude, Bull was so fucking good. Um, yeah. I still think that she should be in the Hall of Fame. She had a oh, short I run. Totally, I totally agree. Yeah, she had a short run, but totally deserving, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, you could do people because, I mean, she had a big run in Japan, which they did with... Um, Who's the Japanese guy they put in the Hall of Fame before Inoki? 31? No, was that Anoki? Oh, no, it wasn't. Ah, fuck. He faced Flair back in the early Yeah, the 90s. guy who wrestled Flair a bunch of times. Yeah. Yes. Um, whoever, but I mean, his the majority of his career was in Japan. You know, like Liger should go in. Or is Liger right. going in? Did, Not that I'm aware have, of. I thought they announced Liger last year for the Hall of Fame. I think, no, Did I they? think so. I forget last I think year's so. class. I think I rem- yeah. I'm recalling the name, at least. Yeah, I think they might be putting Liger in the Hall of Fame. Nakano's definitely another one. You know, who cares how little of her career was here? Put her in the Hall of Fame. She was a fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. was the best they could do with her at Survivor Series is put her up there with Pettengill to conduct an interview where she's talking in Japanese. And he's like, I don't understand a word you're saying. And he's trying to like slow Stupid it down idiot. and talk louder. God damn it, dude. Right. That, yeah, it was embarrassing. This is the that's a woman's bullshit cha- with the women's That's a promotion. woman's champion who can actually fucking wrestle. Show some respect. Well, she could have broken Pettengill in half, too. She, oh, she should have leg-dropped him off the top rope. Right. He should have cream-pied him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, the problem okay. with that, he may have What's... enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we want to cause agonizing pain problem. for him. Uh, next match that we have. This is a really interesting uh, match concept. It's a throw-in-the-towel submission match for the WWF title. This is Bob Backlund with Owen Hart taking on the champion, Bret Hart with British Bulldog. And Stu and Helen are at ringside. They were, and I felt it was really pointless to have them at ringside without Lawler on commentary. Yes. Right? Like, that's the best thing about having them there. Right, because, dude, Stu loves Stu. Guy always looks confused as hell. Like, he never knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
not to talk shit, but every time they showed him on camera, he looked lost. Yeah, he looks like the thing if the thing was asleep. Right. <laughs> you so, <do> these things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when the match started, I was like, I hope this is better than that abomination at WrestleMania 11. And it was. Um, did, why were Bob Backlund's shins all cut up? They cut? were? I didn't even yeah, notice that. Yeah, he had a bunch of marks and shit on his shins. I noticed it late in the match, so maybe it happened during the match, but I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe from his pole tricks from stripping? Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. Possibly. Yeah, Stage bruises sometimes on your shins, so it's possible. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Um, I like this match. I didn't love this match. I think... Generally, I think this type of match is never that good. Um, but what it was did, decent. Look, because look, Bob Backlund was forty-five years old, dude. Well, I don't think it had anything to do with that. It was more just the type of match, right? It's just it's yeah. basically an I quit match, but without saying I quit. And those kind of matches are never it's that up, good. It's Same up to a third were going to be match. shenanigans. Yeah. It eventually it turns into hold, hold, hold. So it just yes. gets boring. Um, but what I did like about it, and I think it was specifically because it was these two guys. When they were doing, when they were trying to put each other in a hold, a lot of times it wasn't smooth. It looked like a struggle, so it looked real. You know what I mean? Like you didn't, like the didn't other just, guy knew how to get out of it. Well, not so much get out of it, but like try to resist getting put in it. Like yeah, Bob wouldn't roll over, or he wouldn't just like give Brett his legs for a figure four. He made Brett work to get him. That kind of thing, you know. And Brett did the same thing, and so it, it looked like a legit fight. Like you could, if you just had never seen wrestling or heard of wrestling or anything, and you watch this match, you would not think anything's going on. You'd think it was a legit fight because it was right. very realistic. I thought. Okay, yeah. good talk. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you had more to add to that. No? Okay. No, no. No, I was waiting for you to react to it. Um, okay. Um, I mean, basically fast forward and kind of to the end, because like you said, this it was an okay match, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Right. So basically the end of it, dude, how agonizing was that to watch? That has to be the longest fucking chicken wing in recorded history, right? I no one's ever been in a submission hold. So I, oh I recorded my God. it at or uh, when I watched it, uh, the mark that uh, it's applied is at one twenty seven twenty nine. He holds it okay. for nine point nine and a half minutes exactly. So between there Jesus. to one thirty six fifty nine. Now, granted, there was a lot of dressing on it, right? Because you had <laughs> Owen running around, and now all of a sudden, the Owen cons- is showing remorse for what he's done the to concern. Brad. And they did the split screen. The split screen was really good. Also, yes. so the deal was Davey got himself knocked out. Davey's the only one who can stop the match because he has to throw on the towel for Brett. Brett can't escape the hold, so Owen's trying to get Stu or Helen to throw on the towel. He's been knocked, Owen knocked out running himself. into the steps. And uh, yes. no, like nobody's, even though he may be knocked out, nobody's uh, coming to help uh, to help, help Davey's boy. So um, he he's just going to lie there with... With right, people that, arguing over that kind of, <laughs> Wasn't that weird? It was like Davey knocked himself out and nobody ever came out. A referee didn't come out. No. Uh, EMT. Nobody. They're just like, oh, I guess he's dead. Because you know, I'm watching. Yeah. Like, I guess Davey died. Like, I think. Yeah, we're just going to leave Davey Boy mm-hmm. here to die. Right, right, right. Throw the steps over him after the match and leave him there. Right, right. cover him Not even a towels. bottle of water <laughs> or so. Or, or yeah, not, not even yeah, smelling <laughs> salts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Owen's, <laughs> Owen's trying to get Helen to throw on the towel. Eventually she... She and Stu come in there. Owen opens up the barricade. They come in there. She's about to throw it's it It's actually in. a good point. Stu snatches it. Uh, yeah. You, like, Stu looks like 
he doesn't know what's going on. So it's a yeah. really good point. But he knew enough to take the towel from Helen. Right, he snatched it from her. Right. And, and then good she thing he didn't punch her. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Suddenly it turns into the Survivor Series 94, domestic abuse. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Stu had a sixer before the match. <laughs> oh, also, uh, like in... He's on that Rickard's red again. In the arc... <laughs> and the arguments to try to get them to uh, come in, Owen is uh, saying, like, please, he's my brother. We had Christmases together. We had Thanksgiving, which, which Thanksgiving, I just want to point yeah. out, this is in November, but uh, that's uh, Owen Hart. The Thanksgiving would have been the previous month. So, uh, yeah. October. Yes. Canadian, Canadian Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving exactly. is in October. Just educating yes. the masses, one drink, or in this case, fact, at a time. Yes. So, eventually, Helen snatches the towel back throws it in that's the end of the match owen celebrates you know the the swerve is in he runs off elated that brett lost this match i didn't like i thought that it went i really thought it went on too long for two things one was gorilla specifically and i think vince um both specifically said they could see tears on owen's face there were no tears on owen's face there were no tears if owen can't cry don't say he's crying it's simple you know what i mean just don't say that don't claim that he's crying when he's not just say right. Owen's upset, but don't say that because we can all see it. So it just seems stupid. Also, I thought having Brett in a submission for 10 minutes made Brett look kind of fucking weak. Like it did 10, 10 minutes and he couldn't get to the rope. You know, Dude, I mean, come on. Like it went on way too long. If you have a major complaint about this match, that has to be it was that ending submission. Like they played out the Owen drama way too long. He did it well. I don't want right. to downplay his performance, but it just went on too long. Nine and a half minutes, as Adam said, in a fucking submission hold. Like, his arm should have been ripped off of his body. Like, holy shit. Right, the top guy in the company for 10 minutes could not even get his foot to the rope. Yeah, well, maybe he doesn't deserve yeah. to be champion. I don't, I don't feel so bad for and him then, now. Yeah. On the flip yeah. side, you could also figure what, like, is Bob Backlund actually applying something that is effective or uh, not doing it enough to make him tap out already? That's a good... Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a good point too. The guy who became champ, like how shitty is his submission hold that he, he couldn't actually get a guy to, to actually tap, tap out. out or anything. I mean, I guess what? technically he couldn't tap out. He could. But, yeah. But they did make a point that like Brett will never give up. Like they kept saying that like Brett will never quit. They're going to have yeah. to throw in the towel for him. Right. Yeah. It was just a bit much. I mean, it was a good, it was definitely better than their match at WrestleMania, but you know, it was just an okay match. Well, I mean, it definitely did a lot to elevate Owen, I think. It I did. think his performance was fantastic. And like I said, I don't want to downplay that, but just nine and a half minutes of a submission is just way too long. And let's not forget to point out three days later, all of this was for naught because fucking Backlund dropped the title to Diesel in eight seconds. Right, which was very um old school McMahon booking, right? You yeah. have you don't you don't have the face win the title from the face, you have a heel win it for a couple days. It was the same as the Sheik. Yes. Same as um well fucking Billy Graham didn't hold it that long. Yeah, it was a um, short run. Just who, it, it, He was completely transitional. You didn't yeah. want Diesel beating Brett, like you said. You wanted Diesel beating a heel. Who yeah. better than Backlund, the pasty guy that just is psychotic? Yeah. Done. In Madison Square Garden, eight seconds later, Diesel is a triple crown winner. It was a house show, right? Yeah, it was a house show. They showed yeah, it on the following show. Saturday. Yeah, that was crazy. That was actually really cool, too, because I, I think they should do more title changes at house shows because... It really like makes you feel like something can happen at a house show. Like I think it can do nothing but help ticket sales for house shows. To be honest, with totally you. agree. You totally because you you don't want to miss the next one, right? And I love house shows. Like I'd rather go to besides like a pay per view. I'd, I'd way rather go to a house show than a raw. Like those are the best shows to go to. They're so much fun. 
You see and way better matches. Totally, and they have more time, and you don't have breaks in between or someone talking for 20 fucking minutes. Um, it's way better. But um, And there are no nine and a half minute submission holds. Exactly. <laughs> Eight and a half, maybe. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Owen does a backstage promo, and he kind of is like, yeah, I was faking crying. And we're like, yeah, I know you were faking fucking crying, motherfucker. <laughs> But um, they come back to the ring and Vi- Gorilla is pissed. Dude, that's what did it for me. Right? Wasn't that good? Vince they was pissed really too. dressed it up. Yeah. yeah. The way that they were selling their anger at him for doing what he did. Yeah. Like Owen's promo backstage. Like, okay, so what he did in the ring was fantastic. Then yeah. they promo him backstage and he's even more of a shit heel. But then right. to have the two announcers selling it, like especially like you said, Gorilla. Like Gorilla it's really so affected the entire company. Like it, like it's, yeah. so you like made it's the not cake, just you put on the icing and the cherry on exactly. top. Exactly, right? But you know, what was here. Here's a bad thing about this, though. The follow up to this was terrible because within a couple months, Owens in a tag team with fucking Yoko, right? Yes, exactly. They were, More because they needed something to do with Yoko, though. I think. Yeah, because this is when Yoko was starting. He was on his way to getting too big to move around because we did that WrestleMania well, Eleven right. episode, and we'll get could, to that. Yeah, he could barely move. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. but uh, let's right. get to the next match. Right. Really uh, quick up. Uh, before we get into that, uh, while Vince and Gorilla are uh, uh, doing their reactions, uh, the kid in the uh, uh, behind the barricade between them, uh, I put it down in my notes. He looks like Harvey Guillen from uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He plays Guillermo. So just wanted to point that out. You could catch you, oh my god, you could catch that, that show. show on FX Guillermo's and uh, Hulu. But yeah, that kid looks like him. Maybe that was him. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. All right. But the next match is uh, another Survivor Series match. We got the million dollar team Tatanka, Bam Bam Bigelow, King Kong Bundy, the Heavenly Bodies, and uh, they are accompanied by Ted DiBiase taking on Guts and Glory, the team of Lex Luger, Mabel, Adam Bomb, and the Smoking Guns. I just like to start off by saying I hate, hated, and still hate the Heavenly Bodies. Why? I just I don't know. I just never liked those guys. I just thought they were awful. I didn't I thought they looked bad. I thought I mean I guess I was a kid, so I couldn't recognize how good they were as wrestlers. But I just I really just disliked them. Okay. But yeah. gotta love Corny being in there. I do love that. Yeah, I mean I'm a huge Corny fan. Um, but the Heavenly Bodies just didn't do it for me. Okay. I thought that they were a decent team. Maybe because their bodies weren't heavenly. <laughs> you think this is false advertising? Yeah. <laughs> Put some abs on that man. I totally forgot that Adam Bomb had turned babyface. Yeah, and I actually have it in my notes. Why was he never an IC champion? Exactly right. He's exact. He's a Vince guy when you look at him. Totally. Like, he's got Vince written all over him. You'd think he would have been a top guy. Yes, he had the sunglasses that you could have marketed. He threw those Nerf footballs into the crowd that they did market. Mm-hmm. Like, he was your... He's like Crush. Like, Crush is one of those guys. Why was he never an IC champion? Adam Baum, I'm going to lump him into the same kind of category. Yeah, Which, yeah. coincidentally, they were tag team at one point, Chronic. Right, but right. Y- you got to question why neither of those guys were ever chosen to be IC champion. They were, like, yeah. top of the mid-card caliber. Right, it was weird. Yeah. Very weird, yeah. And he had the build for it, too. Like, he could have bordered on heavyweight champion material, but absolutely could have been IC champion or even a tag champ. Mm-hmm. Never held gold. Yeah, so these were kind of, I mean, well, the the face team, to me, was pretty damn random, you know, with Luger, Mabel, yes. the smoking guns, and Atom Bomb. Um, 
And it was a Lex Express Luger. So, like, yes, I have my notes. Lex, Lex Express Luger is in the ring. What's trending on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't. In, I just really honestly wasn't interested. So I went on Twitter. And I was like, well, what's going on? So um, what was trending was Sharon Osbourne. Hell yeah. Because it was 316 day and Kung Fu Panda. So those were three of the things that were trending. Why was Kung Fu Panda trending? I don't know. I didn't click on it. I clicked on Sharon Osbourne and that was a whole thing. Oh, um, like when Randy Rhodes got mud on his helmet. For my me. my <laughs> logical guess is that it's spring training. I think uh, Pablo Sandoval's playing. Oh, Panda. Lo- logical okay. Who's guess. Who's he playing for now? I want to say Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. As that, it is okay. recording, that's yeah, a guess. That seems yeah. like will pick him up. Okay. But back to wrestling. Yeah. yeah, so Mabel did a second rope crossbody on one of the heavenly bodies for the pin, Dude. which was pretty cool. Dude, and then Bigelow started going off. And then Bigelow gets in. He does the, uh, he and Mabel do the top rope, the flare spot, where Mabel takes a slam off the top rope from Bigelow. Yes. And then Bigelow did a sunset flip a off top the top rope's sunfl- sunset flip, which is incredible. Yeah. You're like, and holy he, shit, these big dudes are going off. Yeah. And then he gets sat on. Mabel ends up clotheslining him over the top rope, and he went down on his back and shoulders um, that looked like it, it didn't look good. But I actually was like, He's better than I remember him being. Like, he could actually do some shit for a guy his size. He could move, dude. And he was way bigger than Yoko, but he could still move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets counted out. Then you get uh, Adam Bomb and Bam Bam, which was actually a nice back and forth. And kind of, I remember, I was sort of the same thing with Adam Bomb. I was like, wow, he could actually do some shit. Yeah. He, he takes a moonsault and a pin from Bam Bam, which was great. Yes. Luger pins, uh, is this Jimmy Del Rey? Yeah, Del, Del Rey. Rey. So uh, Mabel had already eliminated Pritchard. Pritchard was the first guy out. Right, right, okay. Okay. Yeah, and then Luger eliminates Del Rey. He does the forearm on him. Yeah. Then at one point, uh, Tatanka took a monkey flip. I can't remember who it was from. Bart Gunn. I have that in my notes, too. Bart Gunn, and he landed with his foot. Did you see the way he landed with his foot? Dude, I thought he snapped it. He landed the way Candido did when he broke his leg. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. I thought he snapped it. Yeah, he handled it considerably better than Candido did. Uh, Yes, he did. But, uh, But it looked nasty. Dude, um, that it, did look gnarly. Like that was like maybe a fraction of an inch away from a snap. Right, exactly. Oh, you hear oh. that bell? That that's oh, uh, last call. If you have any more points to get across, uh, make sure you head it, get those into your mics. Uh, I think we got still got plenty of time uh, for this, and we got one more match to cover. But uh, go ahead, uh, keep going. So we'll finish up this match and we'll give the last match a couple minutes. You know, um, we're not gonna cut. We're not gonna cut anything short. We have actually we're good. Um, this was a really fast paced match. Is kind of what I thought, and I sort of thought maybe they got their time cut. Uh, that could be yes, because Doink's team and Lawler too team much took forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a really yeah. That match was way longer than it needed to be. Uh, the Doink and Lawler. Um, Bundy gets in. And he beats Billy Gunn like he's SD Jones. What? Like <laughs> yes, dude. I think I counted seven seconds from the time he got in the ring. Yeah, it, yeah, it was almost a squash. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you end up with three on one. Luger gets mobbed on for a while. Then he hits a small package on Tatanka. But then Bunny immediately gets in, just hits a splash, and that's the end of it. <laughs> that's it. Game over. And that yeah. was really shocking to me because, like you had mentioned, Lex with the Lex Express. Like you're thinking, okay, he's down three on one. This is what Razor should have been down three on one. And, okay, you're expecting Luger to make the full good guy comeback. Bundy mm-hmm. was like, nope. So this would have been a year after he wrestled Yoko at SummerSlam 93, right? Yes, correct. And he lost. That was the one where, every, of course, you thought he was going to win. He slammed him on the boat. 
he had, that was when he had the Lex Express, I believe. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah, yep. and he and he didn't win, and a little. I guess this would be like fifteen months later. Clearly, the company had no plans for him at this point. They didn't know what the fuck to do with Luger, you know? dude. Because this would have been a perfect opportunity for him to come back and beat Bundy. Because who was left? Bundy. Um, Bigelow into uh, no Tatanka had been eliminated. It was Bundy. Pretty much ev- everybody else. Uh, yeah. oh, Tatanka. You know what? It was just Bundy and Bigelow. Okay, just Bundy and Bigelow. It wasn't a three on one. It was two on one. Yeah, because Luger eliminated and... Tatanka oh. with a small package. That's right. Yeah, but if he came back and beat Bundy and Bigelow, like that would have been a big fucking deal. You know, you had two, absolutely. You had two WrestleMania main eventers in there with him. Exactly. Well, I guess Bam Bam hadn't been yet, but Bam Bam was going to. Right. But, I mean, two big deal guys. Both guys physically larger than him. Yep. You know, that would have been something good for him, but they, they're like, nah, fuck that. Nah, just have Bundy pen him. Who cares? Yeah, right. Um, but then the faces come back out and they, like, beat them up, right? Yeah, suddenly after, they're rejuvenated after getting their asses whipped. Which was but weird. The, was, but this is after pointless. they kicked Luger's ass. They didn't, yes, they didn't exactly. try to Luger stop it. Beat down. Yeah, it just was kind of weird. It would have made sense for the end of the show, but for the second to last match, it made no sense whatsoever. Right. You know, if it was like a send the fans home happy, that would have made sense. But it was really weird. Uh, and I think that's it for think, that match. And that's all for uh, that I match. have a, two quick notes. Uh, somewhere in the middle there, Billy Gunn had a great maneuver. I think uh, he was being pinned in a bridge. He gets up to reverse it and apply a backslide pin. I thought that was cool. Oh, yeah, he did that. Yeah, he did that bridge spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, somewhere in the middle of the match, very 90s, the crowd started chanting, whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Uh, I just want... <laughs> that was a man on a yeah, mission thing. Uh, I just want... Yeah. I guess it just stood out because as of this recording, I absolutely love the Geico commercial with Tag Team singing, scoop, there it oh, is. God. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. But... Adam loves hey, it. I look. I look for com- comedy bits. Uh, stand out to me. So yeah, just had to share that. <laughs> After that, we have a backstage segment with Bob Backlund, with his chin like five feet higher than his actual height, and uh, he's wearing <laughs> uh, like a bunch of photographers right in front of him uh, during his interview segment. Still looking like an idiot. A psychopath. Psychopath. Yeah, and he starts talking about homogenization and uh, some other isation words. Like, starts saying a bunch of weird words that you don't even know what he's talking about. And he, I don't no, know. take a verb and add isation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said he's sports education, which I thought was actually kind of cool because we're drunk education. Exactly. Yeah, and the gorilla was just like upset. Gorilla wasn't having this shit because they cut back to him, and he's like, "Fuck that, <laughs> this pasty bitch." <laughs> who is this lunatic yeah. <laughs> also you could tell that this was uh still the 90s uh someone in the back is wearing a houston oilers t-shirt so that that oh yeah I didn't that's, even that's that. how you know uh this uh this match was uh a while ago they're the houston tex they're the houston texans now right uh in that city yes mm. oilers became yes. the titans and texans became a new franchise but, but yeah, that's right. See, I get sports. I know. There we go. Well done, dude. Thank home you. run. <laughs> he doesn't hit home runs. He throws touchdowns. Gold. <laughs> Never mind. All right, let's get that to the joke last was match. under par. Uh, we got. A- it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was good. 
Uh, we got a main event. It is a casket match with Yokozuna with uh, Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji taking on The Undertaker with Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer also uh, introduced uh, before this the special troubleshooting referee Walker, Texas Ranger himself. The, the man... I wouldn't say the butt of all these jokes, but the man of so many uh, he-can't-die jokes. He's so tough. It is Chuck Norris. Yeah, I guess what Robocop the- wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> 90s, that would have made sense. What, fuck- <laughs> what is a troubleshooting referee? This is the only time I've ever heard that before. Bob well, Backlund could so explain. So they made it clear that... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, homogenization, see? Um, I, I'm guessing, obviously, they were mentioning the Royal Rumble that had happened previously where Taker got jumped by a, the entire heel roster. Oh, okay. And disposed of. They wanted to make sure this didn't happen again, which I find hilarious because Chuck spent a majority of the match with his back to the entranceway. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Watching, watching the, the match. match. Yeah, it was kind of goofy. He just stood by the coffin the whole time. Yeah, um, he basically first- got a front row seat. I totally forgot that he was on the show. When he came out, I was like, wow, this Chuck is the second guy on the show who has killed a dude after Razor Ramon. Um, oh, right. Yeah. But then before yeah. mention, but but you know what? I, I fact checked that today because I was like, did he kill a dude? Because I swear I remember hearing that he killed a dude, but I don't think he did. I couldn't find anything about that. So I guess that wasn't actually true. And so Great was Khali like, wasn't on the show, right? No, but Lex Luger was. He killed Elizabeth. Good point. Yes. Yeah. So there a lot was of murderers on this roster. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, Patterson was out there. I assume that was just to help Chuck out. Uh, most likely, yes. Right, because that's what they would do. Like with T, you know, when when they they did at WrestleMania one, they had uh, Pat Patterson as a referee. And I think yeah, wasn't he the referee of the the Bigelow and uh, LT match too? I think he was. Yeah, yeah. And did so you I- notice he was out there during the Brett and Backlund match too when he was helping Hell into the back? Oh no, I missed it. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, Pat was out there for that too. So that makes sense. That's like when Tony Guerrero brought the ladder back. Yes. Or whatever it was. It was the ladder. Um, the casket was kind of lame. It had that picture on it. Like you watched this dude build the casket for weeks. <laughs> You're like, that's the best put, he could do. And they put this dumb painting on it. It just like looked kind of <laughs> stupid. Um, and when I'm watching, I'm thinking, how much more did Chuck get paid than uh, Taker and Yoko for this? Dude. Yes. I guarantee it was four or five times as much as them. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. He was the selling point, and the crowd hella popped for him, right. too. Quick, yeah. Oh, totally. Quick conspiracy yeah. theory. Maybe they could afford uh, Chuck Norris because they cut some of the crew. As Undertaker was uh, entering, the purple corner lights was on the opposite corner of where Undertaker was. So, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't even catch that. That's yeah. hilarious. That's some WCW <laughs> shit right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Which actually, there's a little fuck up like that on the other, the WCW one we're going to do after this. Nice. Um, that's hilarious. Um, Staker's in control early on, but Yoko hits a Samoan drop. And then Taker hit a uh, stunner. And Yoko did a comedy bump, which really felt out of place. But yeah. Maybe it was because Yoko's weight was getting away from him. Maybe he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way his body took him. <laughs> yeah, then Yoko hit a rock bottom, and I was like, oh, I think The Rock ripped off Yoko. Maybe. Right? Um, Maybe. And then he goes to roll Taker into the casket, and it's the laziest rolling into a casket you've ever seen. 
Like, he could barely be bothered to push him, and Taker's making him do it, too. Like, he's not rolling over for him. He's making Yoko push he's him into it, which is funny. Figuratively yeah, being he's dead. Like, I wonder if he's really yeah. fucking with Yoko at that point. Yeah, it was funny, but it was also Taker protecting himself, you know? He was yeah. like, no, I'm not going to yeah. visibly roll over for this guy. I'm going to make him push me. And Yoko, I think, cause, I think it was because Yoko was having a hard time bending over. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like in the Brett and Backlund match. They made each other work for the holds. Like, same thing yeah. here. Right, right. Um... Fuji ends up getting involved. He grabs Taker's hair and then he bangs off and then Taker turns around and knocks out Cornette. Which oh, is cool. dude. And Corny sold that like a million fucking bucks. Oh, that yeah. Was he sold so saw, great. He sold those like, eyes were like, popped. Got shot. was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so did you notice they kept showing Paul Bearer's reflection in the urn? They, no. They yeah, would they show it several times, like a close up of the urn, of the urn back away, and then he is on the opposite side, like. Yeah, I'm talking to the urn and then acknowledging the camera. I think it was this is happening or something like that. It was when he, I, it, I, I think it might have been when he first started carrying that bigger urn. You know, remember he had like a regular size urn, then he suddenly had like a comically large urn just to make it more visually appealing to the audience that was there. Maybe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they kept going to that cut because it was new. You know. Okay. I, that's just a guess because I couldn't tell you what happened before that with the urn. But it was just kind of out of place and weird, so I was like, it must be a new urn. Well, and um, post-match, he had the humongous light shooting out of it, right? I don't think it was a light. I think it was a reflection of a uh, a light from one of the top trusses. That's just my, one of my guesses. Oh. Okay. I don't think this was that match. Really? No, there was. I, I thought at the about- very end of it, like... Was Paul Barrett was in the ring and he had the the urn. He was like projecting a light out it, of it. It's no? po- if, if it's, it's the possible, match, it just if, yeah. If it's the match you're talking about, Scott, it was definitely a light shooting out of it. Yes. Okay. I yeah, thought okay. that was this one. Okay, I thought it was a different match. Maybe I didn't. I might. Maybe I. I don't know. Maybe I shut it off after the match was over. Um, Vince called Yoko a beach whale. <laughs> and Rude. Then Taker, uh, Taker hits a cane clothesline off the top rope, which was cool. Then you got Bundy, Bam Bam. They distract Chuck. Yes. <laughs> so now the referee, the regular referee, the non-troubleshooting referee is distracted. IRS jumps Undertaker. Puts him in a sleeper. And he throws him in the... Ca- yeah. And he throws him in the casket, but the referee's dealing with the two idiots who are distracting him from the Undertaker losing. And I'm watching, I'm thinking, Undertaker got put to sleep by IR fucking S. IRS squashed the Undertaker. IRS put the Undertaker... He's in the Hall of Fame, right? How incredible yeah. is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that yes. should be that should be the when IRS goes in the Hall of Fame, that should be his entire his uh, video package is him putting yeah. the Undertaker to sleep. Yeah, like that snippet, like he basically squashed the Undertaker. Yeah, totally fucked um, him right up. Then my favorite part of the match happens. Double J does a run in. He gets super kicked by Chuck Norris, and he no sells it and runs away. <laughs> yes, he was like, "Fuck that! I'm not selling for this fucking actor." Yeah, suddenly he's Roddy Piper, and Norris yeah. is Mr. T. Yeah, right. He was just like, fuck this. Uh, so at this point, the crowd's going banana. Yes. Um, Taker hits a running clothesline, DDT, and big boots Yoko into the, cosket, the casket. And it was a st- it looked stiff anyway. It looked like a stiff kick to the face. Um, throws the Japanese flag onto him and closes the casket. And that's the end of the match. And that's game over, and they push the casket to Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they pushed it at the back so Yoko could eat some turkey asses. <laughs> also, <laughs> one of those referees, I think they forgot that Yoko was in the match because only the other referee was the only one pushing it. Like, you have to know who was in there. Help his ass. Get him. 
Like it was, it was taking a day and a half to push that thing up the ramp. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, so right when it was over, there was a sign in the audience that said Eve of destruction. And I was like, why is that sign there? Cause that, did you ever see that movie Eve of destruction? No. So it was a movie that came out a few years before this. And I remembered when I saw the sign, I was like, that was the first movie I ever saw in the theater with an adult where it showed tits. And it's a movie oh. about this. It's like a female cyborg. It's kind of like a female Terminator. It was a pretty cool movie. Then I was like, am I right about that? I put that in my notes. I was like, am I right about that? Is that the movie I'm thinking of? So I looked it up today. So I looked up the actress's name and then I just typed in her name and nude to see if I saw that picture from the movie, you know, to make sure I was right about this. <laughs> then I saw I saw a picture that looked like a like porn, basically. I was like, wait, did this chick shoot a porn scene? Well, obviously I watched the video. And when the video came up, a little box showed up on my screen on my phone and it said something to add to your calendar. And I meant to click cancel. I accidentally clicked OK. And now all day today and all day tomorrow, I have calendar appointments. And every one of them is a link to like remove malware from my phone. Shit like that. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I got to see the scene and it wasn't it wasn't really porn. I thought I was going to see dick going in, but I didn't. But uh, <laughs> so th- and the now price you remind- pay for tits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My calendar. Everyone has a price. The next two days. <laughs> yeah. Please say this happened on your work phone. No, it happened on my. It happened on my personal phone at work. Uh, okay, that's a good compromise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So overall, I just felt it was a good show overall. I liked the opening match the best. I thought the midget match was fun. Brett's match was the worst. I love seeing the '90s crowds with their enormous bangs. And I yes. really felt bad for Gorilla with that shirt. Uh, you know, Yokozuna, I think, was the biggest takeaway for me. This was the last of his heyday. It was, definitely. And he had such a solid run. couple of WrestleMania main events. You can never mm-hmm. take that away from him. And even as big as he was at this show, that dude could still move. Yeah. He could still wrestle at the top of the card with your top of the card guy. Mm-hmm. He could still main event. Unfortunately, his size just got away from him, and he was never the same after this. Basically was, relegated to mid-card. And it was really over the next six months, because by WrestleMania, that's where he was in the match. We talked about it before, where like he could barely... He got in for like a minute. I think he did a kick, and then yes. he had to get out of the ring. He was only... In a, and then he was leaning over the ropes, you know? And if I'm not mistaken, WrestleMania would be his next appearance after this Survivor Series. I don't even think he was in the Rumble that following year, was he? I don't remember. I'd have to go back and watch it. I don't think he was. I think he was off until WrestleMania. Like, that was the big shock. Like, oh, Yokozuna's back. Because I think he took basically a hiatus from Survivor Series until Mania. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So this was really like, to me, this was the downfall of Yokozuna. Totally. Yeah, you're right. This was his swan song, if you will. Exactly. Yes. 100%. All right, Adam, let's wrap it up. All right. That takes care of Survivor Series 1994. Really fun show. A lot of uh, very distinct uh, 90s culture, colors, and uh, uh, just uh, references uh, taking place. Filled with entertainment. Uh, And uh, I also want to thank The King for giving me a chance to eat during the show. Because, so, I think it was... (laughs) I think it was uh, when we recorded the Halloween Havoc episode. uh, One of you texted me. That saying that Scott kept laughing listening to that episode, and uh, uh, you could hear me eat. I mean, the 
<laughs> Cur- curtain revealed that this was just another opportunity to do that. So I hope that you two were Love entertained it. as well doing this episode. Very much so. You ate the whole episode. We love it. But <laughs> he took his time I, with those fries. If I'm not going to drink during this episode, I'm going to do something crazy. So might, might, might as well be part of the crowd in that way. And, and eating Burger King is fucking yeah. crazy. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's a Survivor Series 1994. What would you think about this, uh, this uh, show that we gave you? Uh, or are there any other uh, details about the actual pay-per-view that uh, stood out to you? Please let us know on all the social media platforms and uh, leave us reviews. Before we head out, I know that Scott uh, has a few shout-outs uh, to some fine uh, uh, gentlemen and some shows that uh, he wants to do. Floor is yours. Yes, for sure. So every Sunday, make sure you go subscribe and download to Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Solid wrestling show with other pop culture references and news that you guys will love. Give them a listen. Give them a follow. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour every single Sunday. Another good friend of the show, Tim. He's out of Stockton, which is pretty close to all of us. Great dude. Give his show a listen. It is called Pulling Up a Chair. You can download it wherever you find all of your podcasts at. Give it a download. Subscribe. We appreciate it. And that's all. Thank you very much for that. See, great wrestling community that we're all part of. Absolutely. All right. And for that, with Scott and with Eddie, I'm Adam, just reminding you to please continue following standard safety guidelines. And, of course, in the wonderful world of wrestling, please enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, and drink like nobody is watching. That Survivor Series, that's our episode. One, two, three, ring that bell. Cheers. Cheers. Tag team back again. Check it directed, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoices. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is, hit me. You folks what it's all about Now it's time for it to get on the mic And make this mother party hype I'm taking it back to the old school Cause I'm an old fool who's so cool If you wanna get down I'ma show you the way There it is, let me hear you say
underground sound that you have found amazing, outstanding, demanding, commanding you people dancing. That's a breathtaker. I produce, aka the Undertaker. You wanna come down to the underground old school? Here's a shovel. Can you dig it, fool? Can you dig it? Party people, it's your party tag team is through. Whoop, there it is. I thought you knew. Whoop. 